Welcome to Go Get Great, the podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs and ambitious small business owners. I'm your host, Brittany, owner of Brittany Miller Socials and mother of three. Go Get Great is all about helping you make life and business work together. You'll learn about the fumbles that helped get me and my guests to where we are today so you don't have to make them. So come join the journey with Go Get Great. This is Brittany with Go Get Great. So today I am joined by guest Christina Schmidt from TAC, the Achievement Center. So I'm going to pass it over to her to introduce herself a little bit more. Thanks, Brittany. I'm very happy and very excited to be here. Um, I'm Christina Schmidt. I am a facilitator and coach with the Achievement Center. And so ultimately what I do is I work with businesses and organizations to help them achieve better results. And that's through people development. And so we do leadership training and coaching and overall just culture development and helping people improve themselves personally and professionally. That sounds amazing. And as someone with an HR background that's worked in a few different businesses, something that's much needed. Definitely. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So Today, we're going to be talking not necessarily about workplace culture, but about how actually being a parent can help you develop your leadership skills and prepare you for running a business. So I wanted to ask you first, for you, which came first, mom or business? So I was a leader first. So I worked in manufacturing for many, many years. And uh, my last job when I was doing that was being a plant manager. So like a general manager of an automotive manufacturing facility. So that came first. And then I started becoming a parent and realized, wow, it's kind of the same thing. (laughs) Okay. So what started you, prompted you to start your business? So some of it was actually parenting. So I was working a lot of hours and it just wasn't conducive to the home life that I wanted. And ultimately the parts of my job that I liked were helping people, developing people, making the culture better. And I wasn't getting to do as much of it as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so I started uh, helping businesses with continuous improvements. So lean manufacturing, which is just ways to make things better, but Mm -hmm. I was missing that piece too. And so, um, in 2021, I think, (laughs) whatever that was, I started working with the achievement center. And so I was able to start really helping people build the skills to implement these changes in their organization. And so just really working on that behavior change part of it. And that that's been amazing for me. Yeah. Yeah. So did you find that it was a really natural transition? Like, how did you know that it was time to leave your corporate world and try and do something different? So there was a a couple of transitions there. Um, So it was it was time. I was frustrated. I was not in probably the best headspace, Mm -hmm. we'll say. Um, And I took some time to kind of transition into it and started just doing um, some side work is kind of what I would call it. Um, I was also pregnant at the time, so I did, <laughs> I didn't go headlong into it right away. Um, and I took some time to kind of develop in there. But, um, uh, as far as when I joined up with the achievement center, I just knew I needed to do more and I had this pull and I just knew with every ounce of my being that I needed to be doing something like this. Mm-hmm. So like even back when I was, when I was in manufacturing, every time I'd go away to like a leadership course, I was like, I want to be those people, but who am I to go do that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so it's funny. 
Yeah, the imposter syndrome, I think, is really big for a lot of women, especially that want to start businesses. You know, mm-hmm. who am I to go and do those things? And can I do those things? So being a mom, you weren't even a mom yet when you made that transition, but you feel that some of those skills kind of helped you through that process? So I was a mom. I was pregnant with my second. Oh, your second. My okay. second. So I had my first there. Um, so I had been being a mom. Mm-hmm. And something I think my dad told me ages ago, but he was a teacher and he said, you know, when I became a parent, I became a better teacher. And so that oh. always kind of was in the back of my mind somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just kind of, I was almost excited to become a parent because I was like, maybe they'll make me a better leader. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I'm actually doing a lot of this work, it's amazing how much like the skills and like even what they teach you in parenting books is all the same stuff as what I'm teaching and helping people develop in leaders in leadership. Okay. So just in terms of it's all about relationship. Okay. So um, I'm actually reading a parenting book right now and it is, <laughs> I'm obsessed with it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us, so, what is it you're reading? So it's called Good Inside. It's by Dr. Becky Kennedy. Okay. So um, she is, it's basically like understanding that we, we look for the good inside Mm. or we, we know that their people are good inside ultimately. And that's really what we end up teaching when we're, when we're talking about leadership, because it's, it is about trusting the person and building that trust. And ultimately you wouldn't work on building trust or building a relationship with somebody unless you felt they could do it, or you felt that they were the right person for it. And you're going to keep working with them. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's just funny how the, the skills are, all the same thing and even everything she says in that book is all the same thing so it's pretty awesome okay so you would say probably the relationship building is the biggest thing that is similar between motherhood and business or do you have some other examples of how they kind of help it well it's definitely the relationship but i mean ultimately like your job as a parent is to produce effective adults (laughs) right true (laughs) True. that is your job (laughs) as a parent um and our job as leaders or as business owners when you're working with your team Mm -hmm. is to produce effective adult employees Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's ultimately the same goal and the reality is we're people we're people whether we're at work or we're at home Mm -hmm. and so children go through the same developmental thing as adults do and adolescents do and it's it's all the same so we're still dealing with humans and that's that's kind of the the Mm -hmm. crux of it (laughs) no you know what that makes a lot of sense actually I've worked in hospitality for many years before this business and you know what I've seen some adult employees have temper tantrums that could rival my toddlers (laughs) (laughs) absolutely me too me too (laughs) oh it's funny my -hmm. sister is actually a principal and we talk about that all the time because she's got all the kids in there, but you've mm-hmm. also got teachers in there that are doing <laughs> mm-hmm. all the same stuff. Yeah. And so. you know what? Sometimes I think it's almost harder to work with adults. Well, because they have actually more programs in. Mm-hmm. And so we all have behavior programs in place. And mm-hmm. I think over 50% of them are in place by age five. And once we're adults, they're just harder to even get at. Mm-hmm. So it's... It is harder because we're a little stuck in our ways when we get older. (laughs) I was going to say kids are a little bit more moldable in that sense. They're willing to like learn and try new things, whereas Mm -hmm. adults are not necessarily like that. And I think that is one of the really big struggles in a workplace specifically, because anytime you have a job, you need to develop those new skills. And if you're resistant to that kind of training and learning, and sometimes the negative feedback, although it should be constructive, but the negative feedback that comes with that, it can make it really challenging. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's also, though, it's it's kind of two two ways, right? It's how the giver gives the feedback, but how the receiver mm-hmm. is receiving it. So like our mental headspace play into it so much, like on both sides. Like if if I'm trying to give you feedback, but I don't think you can do it, it's not going to be a very effective feedback. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be with your best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, I think, the, the key is that when we focus on connection and relationships, we ultimately have the, the person's best interest in mind and we're doing it to help them not to hurt them. Mm-hmm. That's so, very true. Yeah. So in terms of like self-employed individuals, because we have a lot of people that work for themselves, the feedback often comes to you in way of what your clients are telling you. So do you have any tips and tricks to kind of help us as entrepreneurs train our clients to give us feedback in a way that is good for us? As far as feedback to like what what can help us do better? Or? Yeah. So I think a lot of a lot of it, maybe it's twofold. It's we have to get good at asking questions. Mm. So we need to understand, you know, like how do we how do we really dive in and maybe kind of twig on like a well now what could I do to make that better, you know, mm-hmm. and just get, kind of get better at opening that up, but also that that building of trust, you know, if we're mm-hmm. like in in my client space, like it's ultimately I'm working one on one with these people to build trust and with mm-hmm. and uh, with their employees too, so it's. We have to build trust, then nobody's going to want to work with me if they don't trust me. And so that's, you know, ultimately the biggest part. And so if you've kind of got that open communication both ways, you mm-hmm. can get that feedback feedback well because you've got a partnership there. Mm-hmm. And so whether you're selling like leadership skills or website help and social yeah. media help, you know, or like cookies. <laughs> you know? yep. People want to trust like like I love going to a restaurant and saying, well, what do you recommend or what's your favorite? And then having them buying that thing that's their favorite because I know and I trust them mm-hmm. to give me the best. So it's all about the trust, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it 100% is. And it, that ties a lot into what I do for my job because social media is more than just telling people to buy this. It's about helping you develop that relationship with the people that are following you to build the trust so that when you say, I have this thing that's going to do amazing things for you, mm-hmm. they go, yeah, I believe you. Let's do this. Yes. Yeah. There's probably a huge element of like putting out a persona, but being authentic, like that mm-hmm. authenticity piece, which mm-hmm. is huge <laughs> in every way, actually. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so transitioning a little bit away from that topic, can you share your best tip for helping you balance life and business? You're a busy mom. You've got a really successful business. How do you handle it all? So I do a lot of planning. Okay. <laughs> um, not the best planner. So I've been starting with little small habits. Mm-hmm. So I've got like some good habits around, you know, my morning routine. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've really been developing it this year, actually. So, like, I've gotten the morning routine where I get a little exercise in, mm-hmm. then I do some housework stuff, and then I get everybody ready, and then I wake everyone up. <laughs> so, okay. So, so those habits, like, whatever works for you is ultimately what it is. But for mm-hmm. me, small, tiny habits, like, uh, people I know are reading the Atomic Habits. I've read mm-hmm. the 5 a.m. Club. So, like, all of those are all talking about the same thing, and it's really what okay. we promote as well, but just tiny incremental habits that will build into that. I also do a lot of meal planning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and then just really like structuring my day as much as I can. And this is where I'm still working, building mm-hmm. small habits, but, you know, doing that weekly planning and daily planning and trying to focus like I'm very productive in the morning. 
mm-hmm. kind of brain dead in the afternoon. So I Me get <laughs> I get my hard work done first. Mm-hmm. And then I move into kind of a little bit either stuff I like in the afternoon because it'll keep me motivated Mm -hmm. or stuff that's easy and doesn't frustrate me. (laughs) Okay. I feel like that. I like that. And I've been doing a lot of reading and things like that too about building habits. Atomic Habits was a good one. Mm -hmm. I'll have to check out the 5 a.m. club. I haven't heard of that one. I'm actually reading a book right now uh, by Jen Sincero. So a little while ago I read uh, You Are a Badass. So that was her original. And then she's got a second book out now called uh, Badass Habits. So it's all about helping you implement those things. So it's a good read too. And really developing those habits is key and giving yourself the time to get them in place. Like I'm very much a, it's Monday, it's a new week. Let me do these 17 new things this week. And that is the recipe for disaster. Every time. <laughs> yes, yes. I always joke. I've been working on my uh, personal productivity and morning routine since about 2018. So <laughs> it's 2023 and I got it somewhat honed in. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like it's something that's always ever developing and changing too, because mm-hmm. as humans and as business owners, nothing is static for us personally or with our business. Like we're constantly changing and we have to keep adapting to respond to that change around us. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like the different seasons of life and mm-hmm. like different seasons of our businesses too. Like when you're just starting out, it's going to look way different than when you're growing or when you're, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to bring new employees on or put a change in place. Like everything looks different all the time. So mm-hmm got to be flexible with it yeah and I think one of the big things too is that entrepreneurship like motherhood is very much a roller coaster and like one minute you feel like you're on top of the world and you're next you're like oh my goodness why am I doing this like this is so hard and so frustrating so when you're in some of those down moments what do you do to pump yourself back up how do you turn a bad day into a good one so I think depends on the day probably but sometimes there's a little bit of sometimes when you just need a rest you need a break Mm -hmm. so take a walk take you know start reading something because it'll reinvigorate your mind or um like I have a coach as well and so a lot of times just chatting with my coach will will help me mm-hmm. um so just a lot of different things sometimes just chatting with a friend or chatting mm-hmm. with a loved one um but those are kind of my big things but sometimes it is just looking at you know what I've done it before I can do it again I've got mm-hmm. <laughs> the more experience you have you can say I've done this before I can do it so that mm-hmm. that's helped me as well Mm -hmm. and does the same apply for motherhood when you're like oh I love you but like (laughs) (laughs) all the time (laughs) yes yes so yeah sometimes I think I'm totally winning and then it's like what have I done (laughs) I'm yelling at somebody and Mm -hmm. so but yeah I think you know definitely taking a break take a deep breath (laughs) Mm -hmm. that helps and just venting with your mom friends and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing so the beautiful thing is my coach is also a mom and so we vent about both yeah (laughs) That helps a lot. Yes, it's nice when they can relate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a question I get asked a lot is, you know, it seems like you involve your kids so much in your business. And I was like, well, yeah, because my business is my life and my life is my business. Mm-hmm. And they're very interconnected in that way. Do you find that you have the same interconnection? I do. I don't necessarily have my kids there, but they're in mind when I plan. So when I plan for my week, I encompass my life in there. It's not just here's my work plan. It's like, well, my son's birthday is coming up. So I have to make sure I figure out what I'm doing for that and, Mm -hmm. you know, work in time to get gifts for that and whatever else. And so get the kids appointments in place and make sure that somebody's picking them up from daycare on time. (laughs) It's important. (laughs) Those those little things. So, so 
it's I do run my life like a whole life so business and home that's good yeah and do your kids like know and understand what it is that you do for work I don't think my family understand (laughs) my adult family understand what I do (laughs) but they they so my husband works with tractors and things so they know they're like daddy works (laughs) mommy do you work and I'm like yes mommy works (laughs) so so they do a bit um I try to tell them a bit of what I do but I think at this point they don't fully understand Mm -hmm. but I I try I'm trying to slip them in like little business things and I I'm trying to goal set with them Mm -hmm. so like I'm trying to use some of the things in my parenting (laughs) that I do in my in Mm -hmm. my courses as well just to you know I think it'll help them overall but I think it'll help us as a family kind of derive to where we want to be too yep I think that's a really good point too like my kids see me on my computer and my phone all the time. Like I'm ignoring them and I'm like, no, I promise you I'm working, but I don't really even un- think they understand work in general. Cause their dad works night shift. Mm. So he works while they're sleeping and he sleeps while they're awake. So they're just like, daddy sleeps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you're going to grow up and think that humans don't need jobs. <laughs> it was like probably not a great parenting strategy. They're going to be entre- a family of entrepreneurs. <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you talked a little bit about personal development, but, uh, what else is it that you're working on that's helping you in your personal life or your business life right now? Oh boy. Um, I'm always working on different ways to like meal plan (laughs) and to do that better Mm -hmm. and to meal prep so that I've got everything ready. Mm -hmm. Um, big time, always working on personal productivity, but I'm Mm -hmm. also working on, um, kind of a, it's like a lot of mindset stuff and a lot of like, so faith is a very important thing, part of my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm working a lot on developing my faith more, mm-hmm. which has really honed in where I'm going in my life as well. So okay. yeah, so it's all always a work in progress. There. It's good though. It's nice yeah. to be learning new things all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think maybe we should do a separate episode on meal prepping because that is like the one thing that makes or breaks my week. I'm either yes. like eating and feeling really good as a human, or I'm like stuffing leftover peanut butter sandwiches in my mouth because I don't have time to make something for myself. <laughs> and that does not make me feel good. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, I kind of obsessively watch YouTube videos about meal prepping. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've got stuff in my fridge and I've got vegetables to grab. So yeah, so that's been a big one for a few years now, but I like yeah. cooking. So that okay. it's a big motivation for me. It's relaxing. So. That's good. I'm like, I can do it once a week and then I don't want to see the inside of a pot for the rest of it. (laughs) But yeah, maybe a topic for another one. Yes, yes, definitely. Okay. So what's the one thing you wish you knew before you started your business? Mm, There's so many things. Okay, well, tell us a couple then. I know, but it's like, like some of it is like, you know, just how do I organize, you know, my day to make sure I do all the things I hate. So... Mm -hmm. It sounds so bad to say. I swear we love being entrepreneurs, though. I know, but like, there's all those little like the finance things. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you got to do it, and it is good once it's done. It. I feel really good once I'm accomplished. So it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's just figuring out that, you know, it's scheduling maybe a 15 minute little start up there um, mm-hmm. is good. But I don't know. And then the other parts of things, and I still don't know, is <laughs> how to best market myself. So okay. those are some t- things I'm still working through, you know, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's kind of a weird space to market because I really just need to see what people need and have good conversations and get in front of them. And so that's kind of a a tricky thing is how do you get in front of people? Because that's, mm. you know, mm-hmm. 
where do you meet these people? Who are your clients? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, uh, it's tricky, but I think again, it, it evolves. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you said before, it evolves what you need. Like, so mm-hmm. when you're starting up, you meet everybody. <laughs> it's like, just talk to anybody and everybody. <laughs> um, and then as you get going, it's like, okay, well now I start to understand where my client is mm-hmm. and, or at least who they are, maybe not where they are, but, mm-hmm. and you start trying different things and then figuring out, you know, what works best. But ultimately the more people you see, the more connections you have, the better because mm-hmm. yeah, it is word of mouth. It is who, you know, it is so true. <laughs> so true. So what's your go-to way to connect with new people? Um, so it's, I've been heavily involved in the chamber of commerce and that's mm-hmm. been a huge help for me. Um, and now I'm working in a nice co-working space. Oh. And so, um, I've met a lot of people through there, but I mean, ultimately it's just getting out in the community. Um, I volunteer a lot, mm-hmm. um, and I just kind of start meeting people. I'm starting to develop and figure out how to work link LinkedIn a little bit to make some cold connections. Okay. Not, not my favorite thing to do nope. in the world. Nope, nope. nope. <laughs> Another work in process. <laughs> yep, that's fair. But yeah, so my favorite way is going to networking events because I enjoy those. I'm one of those weird people that likes networking. <laughs> so that's probably my favorite way, but okay. uh, trying a few different things. So yeah. yeah. You mentioned that we're you're working in a co-working space and since we're both very community focused, I thought it would be nice to give a shout out. We're actually recording our podcast today at the Atrium in St. Thomas. That's the co-working space. So if you haven't been yet and you're listening and local, then you definitely should check it out. My productivity is like 150% when I'm here compared to the like 25% I usually operate at at home. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So kind of along the lines of things you wish you knew before you started, what was one of the biggest mistakes or failures that you made in your business and what did you learn from it? I think one of the biggest reasons people avoid the step into entrepreneurship is because they're worried about these things. And I'm trying to help rephrase that, you know, failure and missteps are not as bad Mm -hmm. and as world ending as, you know, we think they are until we make them. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes it's, it's like the trial and error for like, how I quote things and, you know, it's like you overquote, you underquote, you, you know, you don't have the right follow-up to things. And so that's been where I probably made the most mistakes. <laughs> I probably will still continue to make mm-hmm. them, but, um, it is, you know, a trial and error. And if I could, you know, live and do all of this for free, I would. However, mm-hmm. unfortunately I have to make a living. And so it's definitely not my favorite part. And it's, you know, where you can make a lot of missteps, but that one and like just, Keeping on top of that grunt paperwork, I've kind of mm-hmm. had to do some scrambles at the end of the tax year every year. <laughs> yep. So that just kind of getting some kind of a rhythm around that, like those are two like ones that I continually like to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's really, you just have to kind of keep moving forward. You know, it's never going to be this upward trajectory all the time. You're going to fall. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to have slumps. You're going to have time where business is slow or not working right or you try something new. But it's like you know where you want to go and you know what you want to be. Mm-hmm. And you got to keep pushing forward if it's something you really want. And I think that that's really the key there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the show The Good Place, but their version of time is like some very weird infinite squiggle that has a lot of backwards and ups and downs you should look it up Hmm. and forget what they call it but that is what I would map out as entrepreneurship you're like all over the board all the time (laughs) 
so what are you doing in your business right now or what can we expect to kind of see from you in the future? You touched a little bit about on some of the coaching and mentoring that you do. Yep. Um, so depending on when this comes out, I've got a, a webinar coming out uh, through Elgin County on stress management. So mm. that's uh, March 22nd. So I'm not sure if we'll get it out before then, but we'll try. Uh, <laughs> Um, and then I've got a leadership course starting in April held at the atrium or online. So, so we always do a combination of virtual and in person just to get more people involved and Mm -hmm. touch more, touch more lives and companies. Um, so that's coming up in April and that's a a six month program. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so we've got that going on and then a couple of things kind of with the atrium group that I'm going to start working on in the future. Exciting. Yeah. I like it. Uh, So for those of you that are listening, I really want to note, and I'll have Christina touch on this too, but leadership training doesn't have to just be if you manage a team. As an entrepreneur, even if you're a solopreneur, developing your leadership skills can actually really benefit your business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I've actually had a a number of solopreneurs come through Mm -hmm. and they, they, they use it. They love it because it's their learning skills to help them. And a lot of the stuff, like so parenting, leadership, sales, they're all very similar because it's about relationships and it's about how you approach things and how you show up. Mm-hmm. And so it all applies. And so the skills that you learn in leadership about how to work one-on-one are very useful in how to work with a, a client or a customer mm-hmm. or how to get the most out of that relationship and really you know, make sure you're understanding their needs before you're giving them you know, a product or trying mm-hmm. to push a product to them. So mm-hmm. it's all very similar skills. So. Yeah. And I think for the big one with me, when I started developing my leadership skills, it also increased my confidence, which is huge as a business owner, because mm-hmm. if you're not confident in who you are and the the service that you offer and the value you provide for your customer, you, you're not going to end up getting the clients and the traction with your business because people are going to sense that there is some underlying hesitation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because people we sense those things. And mm-hmm. so again, whether we're kids or mm-hmm. <laughs> clients or customers, we can tell when people are not being themselves mm-hmm. or they're not telling it like some, they're holding something back or not being authentic. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot there that we can sense. For sure. Yeah. I noticed it a lot at home too, because I work remotely for the most part. So I don't see my clients face to face a lot, but on days where I'm like really stressed out or having a bad day from work, my kids inevitably without fail those are the days where they're acting up and it's just a struggle on both fronts and I think they're picking up on the the stress and the tension that I'm carrying because of what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and I think people underestimate a lot of how much you can read in like body language and like the vibe that you give out and I think that can impact your your selling ability in your business absolutely absolutely can yeah I I feel that as well it seems (laughs) when it rains it pours (laughs) yep (laughs) Yep. And it's uh, not just in April for April showers. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your favorite tool, app, or resource to help you as a solopreneur? Ooh. Um, probably the, the biggest apps and tools I use are I use my QuickBooks and I use uh, LinkedIn a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so probably the, the two biggest things I'm doing. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm using right now. So, okay. Yeah. Those are, those are good ones. Yeah. QuickBooks is, uh, yeah. It keeps me organized. I don't know if it's my favorite one, but no, <laughs> it's there. No, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of finances either. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, I like this question. So what is the best thing that you've manifested for yourself or for your business that you're really proud of? Hmm. I think that I've done a great job of really just getting my business out in the community. Um, I, you know, when I started, I was already part of the chamber when I started being a, an entrepreneur. Um, but just really getting out there and kind of getting myself out there and get saying, you know, Hey, this is what I do. I'm going to help you improve your business and just kind of getting, getting a persona out there, I guess, mm-hmm. in person mm-hmm. <laughs> that online one is a little harder, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, really just kind of getting the name out there, getting my name out there and getting people working with me and knowing who I am. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really proud of that. Yeah. And I mean, good for you. Like you've done really great things with your business so far. Cause you said you started in 2018. Yeah. But I was kind of doing something different. I was doing okay. a little bit, I was doing more of a, like a technical focus mm-hmm. and so on like lean manufacturing skills. And so that's like process improvements. And right. so, um, and it's what I did when I was in manufacturing for mm-hmm. some of it. Um, but now I'm doing more of like the soft skills development. And so ultimately I do offer both to my clients, but I do focus more on the soft skills because that's where you're going to get real big bang. Like if you can master the soft skills, then you can grab any tool and get it implemented. And Mm -hmm. so it's really about getting your culture right and kind of setting, setting the, the stage for the culture of your business. And you know, what is that vision? Both like, around the product, but around like how your team interacts and how you interact with your clients and mm-hmm. really how people interact with your business. And so all of that matters and all of that builds your culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if an entrepreneur wanted to work on one thing that could help with that, what would you recommend? It depends so much on what they need. Okay. Um, so when we define, like, if you don't goal set well, then I would say start goal setting a little bit. Um, but all that can be in those small daily habits. Mm -hmm. So I guess figure out where you're struggling and find one thing that you can do to make it better Mm -hmm. and one small thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we all want to make these gross changes, like think New Year's resolutions (laughs) that fail by February 4th, you know, or January 4th. (laughs) I was going to say, Hey, if you make it to February, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. January 4th. Um, but really, we can't do that. Our, our bodies can't do that. Our minds can't do that. And we just, it doesn't sustain. So if you make a small little incremental change and doing those little changes will help you be better at goal setting. Mm-hmm. And then you'll kind of find, you know what, where do I need to put my next effort in? And you start just continually driving that. And those, as they say in Atomic Habits, like those 1% changes, right? Mm-hmm. And so you keep making those tiny changes and they really add up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all, all of these books, all the leadership, all Mm -hmm. our sales training, everything is like really just around building those daily habits. And that's, you know, we say habits, we first, we form our habits and then our habits form us. And Mm. so like we are a product of our habits. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of scary when you think about that. (laughs) A little, a little bit. (laughs) There are some habits that my parents have that I can't say that I want to replicate. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. There's habits that I have that I don't want to keep doing. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, do I want a social media habit where I just go and veg on the couch? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want that for me. So it's one of those, you got to take the small changes though, because that's the only sustainable way. 
Mm -hmm. And I think habits too played a huge part into like parenting as well. Mm -hmm. So is there like a really good example you have of how you've kind of implemented some of those small changes and it's impacted your parenting? Yes, actually. Um, So my son is six, my older one. And so he, you know, we've got a nice little routine when we get home. So when he gets home from after picking him up from daycare or after school, um, puts his, takes his lunch out, starts reading his little reading book, and then he can relax and you know, have some tablet time. So that's kind of just a tiny one. But then Mm -hmm. for myself, it's like just habits around how I get their lunches ready and how I Mm -hmm. get them up. You know, I've got little alarms on my phone that say, go wake them up now and get your boots on. (laughs) So all of those things have been working wonders for me this year. And so it's, Mm -hmm. those have been recent changes, the little alarms, but that's been a huge help. So I'm trying to carry, it, it ends up, it ends up when you start working on these things that it just trickles through mm-hmm. your whole life. And mm-hmm. like, so once you start, you build momentum mm-hmm. and then you just start really grabbing hold. Yeah. That's yeah. really impacted. <laughs> I was going to say, I could see how that impacts your business too, because you know, you're getting your kids off to school, you're setting your morning up, right. You're going to head into work at that point on time for starters mm-hmm. and also not frustrated because things have gone well. <laughs> Absolutely. In <the> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. They say that, you know, you have to own your day and be the boss of your day and not let the day own you. And like, that's huge. I know on days where I don't get to do my morning routine, I am like grumpy before I even start mm-hmm. working. And like that, you know, clouds everything that I do for the day. Yes, absolutely. It does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I was finding that I was like screaming at them to get out the door and it was probably 80% my fault because I didn't tell them to get up early enough, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I've got to do something different. So I just started with the alarms mm-hmm. and now the kids, kids love routine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they grabbed hold of it really well and just, you know, they hear the alarm and now my, my now four-year-old likes to run and go to, he's like, Ethan, go get your stuff up. <laughs> the alarm's going off. <laughs> so, so That's they funny. help, you know, when you put the habits in, they'll help enforce them now once they mm-hmm. get used to them. So is that like a younger sibling thing? I notice my youngest too. I'll be like, okay, girls, it's time to do something. And then my youngest will run off to be like, okay, we need to go and do this now to her older sister. And I was like, why do you listen better than her? My oldest is three and my, well, I consider her my youngest, but she's actually my middle child now. She's two. So I was like, this is like such good listening skills on a two-year-old. Why can't my three-year-old have this too? They just want to be the boss. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing. But they model us, though. Mm. Just like in our businesses, mm-hmm. our team will model us. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, they're just, they're trying to do what we do. And so it's the same thing because they get to be big people now, especially at two and three, yes. four. Oh, man, do they have big emotions some days. <laughs> well, I thought of another mistake I made. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. So I think I'm, I can't believe I forgot this one, but. I'm big on process and you have mm-hmm. to follow a process. And I think that's been the biggest mistake is when I don't get business, it's because I didn't follow my own process. So mm. set processes up in your in your business and that will help you a ton and follow them because that's probably the biggest thing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that was one little thing that I, little snippet there that I think has helped. Yeah. So, um, so what kind of processes do you have for your business then? So, I mean, they're not really well written down yet, but I do have a, like a sales process I follow. So Mm -hmm. through the achievement center, we do um, a sales training as well. So I follow the rough outline of that process and it does Mm -hmm. work. Like, Mm -hmm. so when I follow it and I do it consistently, it works. And so I'm working on developing like a, that cold call and prospecting, Mm -hmm. um, process there where I've got like a daily habit and 
mm-hmm. kind of fell apart this week, but <laughs> it is March break. So like a lot of it, things fall apart. It is. It is. And the one thing with habits, it's okay if you miss a day, just start again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I know when I first started some of my habits, they, I failed miserably on like the first month. Do slightly better the second month. And if I can keep the motivation going, that third month is like where it gets set in. So that, yep. that it takes time with all of that stuff. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's huge in all areas of life too, like in business, but also like personally. So I know anytime I'm like, I really need to get in better shape. Like it'll be good for my health. It'll be good for my self-esteem. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the gym, you know, five days a week. And then Wednesday hits and you don't go to the gym and you're like, well, that's it for this week. But if the habit is just to go and not the end result, then oftentimes I think you'll stick with it more mm-hmm. because it's not tied to, you know, it's, it's not success or failure. Like there is a middle area, like mm-hmm. being consistent and mm-hmm. whether I go or not go, as long as I continue trying to be consistent the next day. I think that's what helps. Exactly. And just know that like if you're going zero times a week and you went three times or even two times this week, mm-hmm. you're that much better than you were last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so I think that that one keeps me going a lot that, you know what, I am not a failure because I'm trying something new mm-hmm. and trying new things is hard and it takes time. Mm-hmm. And so give yourself some grace and realize that it takes time to build the habit. And so going from zero to five is tough and maybe it's too big of a step first you know and so understanding the smallness of the steps that we need to take to get there oh yeah for sure by the way i do not recommend going from zero to five days a week of working out your body's gonna hate you by day two i'm sure absolutely (laughs) yeah I think, yeah, I think habits are really key to a lot of things and mm-hmm. having that structure and the routine in general. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So since we've talked a little bit about that, what is your, your structure for the day? Um, so I get up at five. Oh, I know. One of those ones. I know. So the 5 a.m. book club did pay off then. Okay, it's an awful story. So do, oh. I don't recommend okay. the story, but the, the content in it is good. So okay. I, I got it from the library and I listened to it. So that was the way to go. So, All right. And I listened to it at fast speed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, so shout out to the public library that you can download books and listen to them too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but so I get up at five, I do like a 35 minute YouTube workout that, mm-hmm. that's been new this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a little bit of reading, so I read and pray the Bible mm-hmm. and then I start doing my dishes. So I just unload the dishwasher I get breakfast and my coffee ready mm-hmm. and I get the kids lunches back. So that's kind of like my morning. Then mm-hmm. it's like kids are up, get them out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then, um, depends on the day. So some days I've got a course, so I know obviously I'll go do that, but typically I'll arrive into my the co-working space around mm-hmm. nine after everybody's dropped off. Um, and then I, I look at my plan for the day and if it's Monday, I spend a longer time kind of doing the weekly plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just start attacking. I usually try to pick one hard thing and I do that first thing in the morning mm-hmm. and then I have a couple of easier things that I can do through the day. So usually afternoon, I like making phone calls just because I like talking to people. So it re-energizes my uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> lull in the day, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the basic routine. And then I try to wrap things up around uh, 4.30 or 5, grab the kids, make dinner. Mm-hmm. And then and my routine falls apart. But... <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah, and I would say I'm not terribly consistent on the day, but but we'll get there. We're working on it. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. So 
And I think the really key thing in that is just knowing yourself too, because you're like making calls re-energizes me. I'd be like, man, that is not what I want to do at that three o'clock when I feel like I need to take a nap. (laughs) That would be like my hard project that I'd have to do first thing in the morning. So really like knowing your strengths. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I like the social and the talking things. So that helps Mm -hmm. me a ton. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, it's been great chatting with you, Christina. If people want to learn more about you and how they can develop some of their leadership skills and things like that, how do they find you? So great way is on LinkedIn. So again, just find me Christina Schmidt. So it's Christina with a K and Schmidt with two T's, no D, (laughs) as they like to say. Um, And then if you want to learn more about the Achievement Center, it's TACResults.com. And so you can sign up for blogs there and get weekly articles about uh, leadership and strategy and sales and business transitions. So, mm. so it's a good, good way to do that. And just a little plug, I do have a leadership course coming up uh, starting on April 12th. And so that's a six-month course where we meet every other week for a few hours. Mm-hmm. And it's about behavior change and building those small habits. So it's, it's really good for that accountability. So, and that's why we, we take it out for that six month course. Mm -hmm. Perfect. No, that makes sense. And it takes time to develop habits too. Everyone's like, Oh, 14 to 21 days. Like, no, yeah, it takes a little bit longer than that. So having the extra accountability is really good. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Perfect. And if you liked listening to us chat today, then be sure to give this a follow on Spotify or Apple podcasts, share a snippet of it with your friends on your favorite social channel and make sure you tag us at Brittany Miller socials for me. Are you on Instagram? (laughs) But TAC is (laughs) the achievement center. Okay. All right. There you go. We can do that. All right. Well, thank you guys so much and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to go get great. I hope you found some useful tips and tricks that can help you make life and business work together. If what I said resonates with you, please share it on social media and don't forget to tag at Brittany Miller socials so that I can celebrate you for taking those first steps towards achieving greatness. Remember, success doesn't happen overnight. It takes dedication, hard work, and a lot of spirit. So don't be afraid to dream big and go after what you want. Keep striving for greatness. You get closer with every step forward, no matter how small they may seem. Until next time, go get great.